ইম্প্যাক্ট All of this of course to make this world a better place using technology. Tune in every week on hdsmartcast.com and listen to the podcast. HD Smartcast is India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Let's get straight to this week's episode. Water has and always looks like it will be a problem for this country, uh, whether we admit it or not. Today is an interesting little segment because uh, when we're doing Tech for Change today, we're kind of focusing on how technology can solve the water problem largely in our country, but more specifically in the state of Karnataka and then Bengaluru as well. Joining me to actually break down that conversation is co-founder of Uruvu Labs. They're a Bangalore-based water tech startup that's founded in 2019. Swapnil Srivastava is actually with us. Hi Swapnil, how are you? Hi K, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Listen, what I find really cool is that you guys have developed a technology that is 100% renewable, basically uses moisture from the environment and uh, renewable energy to actually create drinking water. So, I don't know, scary, but can I ask you, would this be like like tomorrow like a 100% necessity in our cities at the rate that we are going? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you bring a very important point out so you know when we started looking at it we saw that you know water scarcity has been uh, rising uh, you know many many parts of the world and especially bangalore is actually destined to be one of the cities which could face a day zero problem mm. where you know our water utility almost stops that is a bit scary but we also feel that our solution could be you know one of the portfolio of the solutions sure there's no silver bullet to it Yeah. but we can you know hope to contribute in the best possible way i think we're a population of a uh, little more than 1.38 1.4 billion uh and we're the second most populated country in the world and around only 6% of our population has you know actually actually 6% of our population lack access to safe water those are some crazy stats that i was kind of looking at i, I want to kind of get to you know where you guys kind of started at urvu labs to to set up something like this largely can we just start with one thing what is the product that we are referring to right now that does this conversion that we we just kind of spoke about into clean drinking water talk to me about that a little bit uh, so what we have come up with is, is a, a system which uses inexhaustible moisture from the air and by utilizing a desiccant material so desiccant is a water vapor loving material which absorbs this moisture and then we heat it up using renewable energy so primarily we use solar heat which you know heats up this desiccant to about 70 80 degrees celsius and then these desiccants release the water vapor which was earlier absorbed and then we used to uh, we filter it and add minerals to it to make it potable drinking water right so this whole system you know works passively only using renewable energy gives you very high quality drinking water on site so you don't need you know groundwater source you don't need a pipeline infrastructure so it's a zero waste zero carbon solution 
for high quality drinking water. Lovely. How big are we talking, Swapnil? You know, for me to understand, like, let's say, for example, I'm sitting here right now. Would it fit on my lap? Is it bigger than that? Like, how big is this? Just help me understand that. Sure. Uh, so uh, one of our first products will be at 20 liters per day unit. Huh. 20 liters per day is sufficient for, you know, family of four to five for drinking and cooking needs. So that will be occupying around four meter by two meter in footprint, around eight square meters. Right. Or, you know, it also translates to around 80 square feet. You guys uh, also do have a much larger device. one that is for a community that can generate, I think, a, a thousand yes. liters, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. So we are, you know, yet to reach that scale. But uh, once we have that kind of unit, it's a scalable technology. So huh. we are targeting even, you know, hundreds of thousands of liters per day, which could also address industrial use cases. You got together with some awesome people and your co-founders are Pardeep, uh, Venkatesh and Govinda. And then you guys decided that this is something that we want to do. But I'm sure there's always a story of where it started from. Tell me that. So back in 2016, me and Venkatesh, we are studying at NIT Calicut, National Institute of Technology Calicut in Kerala. And uh, we face, you know, about a month or two of severe water shortage in our campus. So there's a river nearby which used to supply water and that river goes dry. And uh, groundwater is not something where, you know, Kerala's topography doesn't really store a lot of groundwater. So a lot right. of this rain just goes away to the sea. So we don't have, you know, good groundwater access also. Uh, one bucket of water every day and with some more better solutions because Kerala being a very humid place, there's a lot of moisture in there. So, you mm. know, we started thinking, why can't we just, you know, tap into this? So that was, you know, one point of the story. And then we started, you know, like uh, visiting many, many places in India. We visited places in uh, Gujarat, in Rajasthan. So what we saw is, you know, there are many, many small hamlets of, you know, four to five or ten families, but they have to travel many, many kilometers and they won't have water, good quality water, and they won't even have good energy access. So right. we thought of, you know, there could be an off-grid solution which solves their drinking water accessibility problem. This all, you know, like we started then working on this technology, then all the founders came in together. I contacted some professors in the Institute of Science and then that's how I connected to my co-founder, Pradeep. And then through a mutual friend, Balaji joined us. So we all came together and we thought this was, you know, big problem. And there's also a technology innovation, which is also inspiring. You know, right. the water sector has also been lacking that, you know, like people have not really looked into it. We need, you know, good minds, brilliant people looking at the Absolutely. problem. Yeah. So we thought an inspiring solution could be... Uh, you know, game changer for the whole I actually want to focus on what you just said, which is really beautiful. You're talking about the inspiration factor, of course, for a lot of people out there. Generally, when young entrepreneurs approach a problem, right, typically, how do I say this? They, there's no glamour factor in, in, you know, solving a water problem, which is why maybe a lot of other entrepreneurs might not do it. But I'm a firm believer that sometimes the most unglamorous things are probably the, you know, ones that make all the difference, in my opinion, of course. So for the young entrepreneurs out there, I'm sure they're curious as to, Say, for example, venturing into a, in a, a segment that, you know, deals with helping out a social cause like a problem of water scarcity. If you don't mind me asking, I mean, is that you started this in 2019. So is this profitable yet? Is this still moving forward? Like, is this uh, this thing? I, I'm also looking at this from a perspective of giving hope to a lot of other young entrepreneurs out there to saying that, hey, it is possible. Sure, sure. You know, as, as you rightly pointed, it's quite unglamorous. Even if you speak today to many of people involved in the water industry, you know, no one will get out of their seat and say, you know, it's, this is the best thing I'm doing in my life. <laughs> uh, but we, we take a very different approach in the way that, uh, you know, when 2016 we started it, we knew 
this is something you know which is a very crucial problem and even you know five years back no one really paid attention to us or you know never really heeded okay that uh, this is something which might become a such a big problem just yeah. in the 10 years or so yeah but then uh, from the last couple of years we are seeing the winds changing you know like now climate change is a big topic sustainable solutions are a big topic renewable energy has shown us that you know it's possible that you supply clean energy at, at that also at scale and at affordable prices so the whole concept of bringing a renewable water solution was you know to bridge that gap uh, which is there in the market where there is no existing renewable water solutions and do it at scale and much more affordable so that's where urovu comes in and we see that you know like uh, there is glamour there is glamour in solving big problems especially if you see gen z that new generation which is coming up they are quite conscious you know from the early ages that we have to do more positive things for the planet yeah yeah so i think it's becoming glamorous <laughs> it's becoming glamorous for sure but also and what i'm getting is that you guys are able to sustain monetarily it's not like a it's not a problem where you're like you guys are like oh god we've just drained all our money like you know the water in bengaluru uh so it's working out it's working out is what i can say yes yeah so uh, so that also you know there are stages to it uh, so what happens is any new kind of solution we comes in so just take solar for example 10 years back it was much more costlier than you like so true so true so even with with our solution right now at 20 liters per day will be you know at, at say around 6 rupees per liter mm. so that is much costlier than you know say you use a reverse osmosis and take water from ground you'll get that water as at 1 to 1 and 1/2 rupees per liter but then you know you're wasting a lot of water there is carbon footprint associated to it and plus you know reverse osmosis kind of solutions also need a lot of maintenance filtration these kind of things keep happening and uh, particular for a city like bangalore if you go to you know sarjapur banergatta road devanhalli these are places where even at 500 to 1000 feet borewell depths you're not able to find good quality water right so it's becoming you know quite a big problem and not just in cities like bangalore or developing countries like india even developed nations like us california is suffering from a three year long drought two years ah. back cape town had a similar problem hmm. so it's not a you know a developing country problem anymore it's hitting all kinds of people in all ways like how coronavirus did it brought that equitability to you know Uh, what what kind of population gets exposed to what kind of problem? i i kind of i kind of also want to go in the direction of uh, the technology behind the same which we didn't discuss you know building the technology for the same for your first product was aqua panel of course you know and now you've have a much more refined product for sure what were some of the speed bumps that you guys kind of faced while trying to build uh, a solution like this how did you overcome it and by that logic could you also talk to us uh you know about the large widespread problem in bangalore that not many people kind of know about when it comes to water uh so when we uh, started you know like uh, uh, right out of nit calicut we first went to uh, adopting this conventional technology conventional sure. technology utilizes like an air conditioning kind of solution and there are you know more than 99% of the companies in this water from air space are doing that so what they do is they take a very cold surface pass air over it and you know moisture will And then, so suppose you take a very chilled bottle of beer, you'll see water droplets on the outside. So that's just you know normal condensation process. That's very power intensive, and you know it also doesn't really perform very efficiently when your moisture content is less in there. Okay. So we switch to a you know a, a different technology which uses desiccants to first absorb the moisture, and then we use energy to heat it up. 
So initially we had made a very crude prototype where, you know, this desiccant material was integrated into a panel kind of thing and solar energy was directly heating it. Uh, but then we faced, you know, uh, problems with scalability. Okay. We saw that suppose you want make to make, make more water, you have to, you know, just keep on duplicating these units, which is, which is not necessarily quite cost efficient. So we you know we changed the technology stack in the way that now a desiccant unit is separate from the energy unit. And these both these are connected only by a heat transfer fluid, which facilitates, uh, you know, uh, this process overall. So now the beauty of that is now suppose you want more water. What we do is instead of, you know, duplicating things, we make a custom desiccant unit, which can give you 2000 liters of water. So instead okay. of, you know, say we make a 20 liters and then do 100 units of that. We make a single shipping container which can make 2000 liters of water and you know that brings in a scalability reduces our cost so it reflects on the cost of water also reducing further right okay awesome sure. and then continuing with that what happens is now we are not just limited to solar we can also address some other use cases like in industries there is waste heat mm. you know, so waste heat is usually coming from this process boilers and all that so that could be plugged into a device uh, then we can also use biomass waste. You know, some places, say in rural areas or islands, might have biomass waste as a form of energy. So now that can also be used. So we started with solar, but now we have become, you know, energy agnostic and as well as scalable and 100% renewable. This has implications on you know, water problems in Bangalore. The problems that we have in, you know, in Bangalore. How is our city probably, if you would say, unique to this region as compared to other ones around the country. Talk to me about some of the problems that we have, that we face at large. Uh, sure. So if, if you look at whole of India as such also, like, you know, a lot of India still depends on groundwater. Around 85% of our drinking water needs come from groundwater. And Bangalore also, except from, you know, where the BWSSB is able to provide drinking water via this pipe infrastructure, all the areas which are on the fringes, you know, you take North Bangalore, many places, Hebal, uh, in South Bangalore, you take uh, Benargatta, Sajarpur, and towards the uh, east, you can take even Whitefield and areas beyond that. The, this pipe infrastructure doesn't reach there. So, you know, the the conventional solution is just dig a bore well and start drawing water. From. Okay. But And Bangalore is also famous for these water mafias, you know, mm. water tanker mafias. So all these places where you don't have in summer months, you know, groundwater is also failing, borewell is not working out. So you will have these water tankers running around and they will supply you water at, you know, much, much higher cost. So Bangalore is one of the cities where we have, uh, I would say, uh, most number of these water tankers roaming around, apart from Noida and, you know, the Delhi region. Right. So these two cities are top in terms of uh, what is water mafia. Even if it rains a lot in Bangalore. Right. Uh, still a big problem. Can I uh, probably close out our conversation by asking you with regards to future, let's just say five years, what do you see for the water situation in, in Bengaluru, in India? How are things going to change in your opinion? I'd love your thoughts. So, you know, uh, water, one is definitely government is taking many, many steps. You know, they are coming up with newer schemes. Yeah. And uh, they're also trying to support new technologies in this field. Mm. Uh, what I see in next five years is, you know, we'll definitely be more water wise, mm. may not be, you know, very much, but there'll be still, uh, because of the challenges we face, this necessity will drive us to, you know, adopt newer solutions, uh, maybe 
waste less much less water plus also uh, there'll be you know organizations like industrial corporates as well as uh, you know bigger organizations which will drive this change more than the domestic players right because you know their water consumption is a lot more plus it directly affects their business so if there's a you know beverage company who is not able to draw water it affects their assets it affects their brand value and you know it affects their overall business interesting so i think industries and corporates will be the major drivers of newer technologies secondly would definitely be uh, you know more uh, activities in the upstream level which is the agriculture industry all right so you know water conservation during agriculture activities will again drive uh, more efficiency and sustainability in this i hope you're right man um, this has been a really insightful chat into the water situation and how tech has been actually is being designed to solve that problem i wish you guys all the very best man because if you succeed i mean and i'm sure you will they, they just means so much good for the whole of society so i wish you all the very best swapnil and your entire team uh, thanks so much for speaking to us and uh, thank you for being on this edition of tech for change sure it was great speaking to you okay Thank you so much for listening to this little episode of Tech for Change. You can find me, your host K, on uh, Instagram. I'm probably the most active there at the rate off air with K. That is off air with K A Y. I'm going to be back next week for another episode of Tech for Change. And if you'd like to give us feedback, well, you as a listener can reach out to us on at the rate HT Smartcast on multiple platforms. We're present on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Clubhouse. Now to listen to more podcasts, make sure you log on to www.htsmartcast.com. I'll see you soon. Take care. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.